the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's a lot to discuss. First of all, we talked about the $28.7 billion that Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, sold throughout the year, the whole time telling you everything was wonderful. I believe these last six months in the stock market is the greatest pump and dump scheme known to man. As we are now pretending that personal consumer index or the personal consumer consumption dropping by 0.07 is somehow the sign that inflation is over. This is how you know you're being lied to when the Wall Street Journal cheers this as somehow an achievement rather than informing you what we spend on life itself on just basic necessities is up 24%. That That's a staggering statistic. And it could all go away. If Joe Biden goes away, but Joe Biden wasn't sent here to make things better. Joe Biden is a traitor. It's why the Chinese Communist Party pay him. It's why organized labor extortion mafias have bribed him and extorted their workers to support this dimwit. Because what they know, like every Democrat mafia member, the worse things are for a society, for some reason, the more that society relinquishes its freedom to you, the more they let you steal their money. That's the goal. So every day that Joe Biden has been in office, The quality of life in America has gone down drastically, unless, of course, you're on the inside of the scam. If you're a welfare roach, be it Wall Street welfare or just sustenance welfare, you've been doing okay. But for the rest of everybody, it sucks. So how do you keep this game going? Well, you make things worse, because certainly Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia can't make things better. So here's something he did today that I don't think... I didn't see it on the front page of Drudge. I didn't see it on the front page of Zero Hedge. I didn't see it pretty much anywhere. Not hot air? Nowhere. President Biden has just issued a sweeping pardon for thousands of people convicted of marijuana possession or use in D.C. and on federal lands. He also commuted the sentences of 11 people serving time for nonviolent drug charges, including some who were serving life sentences for crimes the White House says would be eligible for significantly lower sentences if they were charged today. Now, the reason I bring this up is I had court today. I had court today this morning. And I, I was on Zoom. I didn't go. Because uh, I was in Florida when all of the all of the court cases were laid out, and it's something to see the court systems in what used to be these benign neighborhoods now, as people are caught for speeding twenty twenty five miles over the speed limit, and not only do they not have a valid driver's license, they don't even have one, and they have an interpreter, and there's all kinds of chaos in just the normal court systems, and now the White House arbitrarily gets to decide after you watch our court system which is under great stress, if I'm kind, and fast-tracks a lot of stuff and lets a lot of people, bad people, go, all of a sudden the convicted ones, 
even some with life sentences are released. And the reporter just says a blurb about thousands. And we're supposed to believe what? These are all Cheech and Chong just sitting in a Chevy, smoking a, a, a joint, and they got a ticket and a life sentence? That's not how it works. You see, the Democrat mafia understands when the people are under fear and under stress, that's when they thrive. It's not just Chicago. It's nationwide. And we see Aaron Gilchrist joins us now from the White House. Aaron, good morning. So what specifically is included in this? So, Jose, you laid it out there nicely. There are two pieces to what the president has done today. The first, uh, as you mentioned, is granting uh, clemency, commuting the sentences of 11 people. And you showed their names on the screen there a moment ago. These are all people who were convicted of nonviolent drug offenses, according to the White House. And these are all people whose sentences ranged anywhere from 15 years in prison to life in prison. And the president. So how do you get 15 years to life for nonviolent offenses? You see, because you've contorted the definition of violence. You contorted the mayhem. And while all of this is going on, aside from the fact the Sinaloa cartel is selling us, sending us whoever they want, we've got another little bit of a problem. And that is the fact that we are dying in this country. Over 130,000 people this year are dead from one specific drug. The largest, most violent, and most prolific fentanyl trafficking operation in the world. That operation is run by the Sinaloa cartel and fueled by Chinese precursor chemical and pharmaceutical companies. So two months ago, Ferret Face Garland says he's going to go after Sinaloa cartel. But yet, what happened today with the pardons, this has happened numerous times throughout the presidency. How many people knew that? Just exactly how many thousands of hombres has the Biden administration let out? has said that he's commuting these sentences, as he's actually done uh, in the past during his administration, because of reforms to uh, laws around drug offenses and, and the reality, he says, that each of these people would have been uh, receiving shorter sentences had they been convicted of a crime more recently. And the president says, who gets to decide this? This dementia patient going around soiling the chairs at the Oval Office, he gets to pick and choose this? That this is an effort to uphold the values of redemption and rehabilitation, and that is why he is short. Redemption and rehabilitation. That's a good name for a strip joint, isn't it? In the meantime, what's going on in some of the formerly great cities? People who live in several west and northwest side neighborhoods on edge today after a group of attackers pull off more than a dozen armed robberies in just two hours. And is that violent or nonviolent? Because you know what happens when you get charged with something, Squirrel? You only learn this when you've been charged with something. Luckily for you, you have one of the few radio talk show hosts who's been arrested. And here's how it works. If you have a good attorney and you could pay a sack of Joia, you can get your, your, your original penalty reduced. And you can plead down. There's all kinds of shenanigans that can go on in the court system. So now Biden and the White House and the mafia Democrats just decide to let out a bunch of people. And I know why, Squirrel. Because they're crooks themselves. It is sad that we have to point this out, but Ed Burke's conviction is not rare in Chicago or Illinois politics, for that matter. NBC 5's Natalie Martinez here with a look back at the other lawmakers who have been convicted or pleaded guilty to corruption charges. Exactly. To your point, Stefan, sad, unfortunate, but true, right? I mean, scandal, corruption charges, indictments, they're not new to City Hall, specifically those we often find in the second floor uh, council chambers. 
For decades, Chicago politics has seen its fair and generous share of corruption in the alderman's office and city council. Since 1972, at least 37 aldermen have either pleaded guilty or been convicted of crimes related to official duties. 37 since 72, but it's 32 since 92. See, that's an important trajectory because all of these convictions are nonviolent. And Chicago is a, merely a microcosm of every other Democrat sewer coast to coast. So when Joe Biden lets out a pardon and the news bimbos, the mannequins who couldn't become soap opera stars, tell you that they re- released 11 Cheech and Chongs, I'm worried about the thousands of political scum like Ed Burke and the Chicago Alderman, also known as 50 Thieves, that are matched in this little generosity of releasing criminals, let alone the carjackers and whatnot. These sentences, some people will be released from prison next year. Others will serve significantly less than life in prison, if you will. The other piece of this action today by the president is this uh, really a blanket pardon for certain marijuana offenses as it relates to D.C. law and federal law. We're talking about simple possession of marijuana, attempted simple possession of marijuana and use of marijuana. Uh, And this is uh, what the president has described as uh, a full, complete and unconditional pardon for all of these offenses. So we can expect to see uh, the the DOJ and other agencies, uh, prosecution uh, offices looking at cases now across the country. So you know what's funny? In Kim Fox, Soros, district attorney, sewers around the country, a lot of times when they get caught with other drugs and they happen to have marijuana, they'll plead down to the marijuana charge. And that's how you can get fentanyl dealers, Sinaloa cartel members, and other scallywags back out on the streets in an even faster faster way than simply having a revolving door Cook County. Now the president does it from Washington, D.C. And if you asked him on a map where it was, he couldn't point it out. In some cases, pistol whip their victims. The brazenness of the crime is shocking to watch as a group of robbers wielding guns pull off a mini crime spree in several Chicago neighborhoods. This security video shows one of the gunmen trying to carjack a passing vehicle in the 4300 block of West Armitage Avenue. Unsuccessful, he turns his attention to a person walking down the street, while the other gunmen appear to rob another person inside a nearby laundromat. It happened early Wednesday morning around 5.10 a.m. And by the way, if you're in Chicago, are, are, are you worried about the 7th century inbreds? You're worried about terror attacks? You can't walk down the street in 90% of the neighborhoods in Chicago. It is one of the most pervasive types of theft in Chicago. We're talking about stolen vehicles. The ABC7 data team has been tracking a rising number of these cases. And according to the Chicago police data, vehicle theft and attempted theft in the past 12 months has reached the highest level ever recorded in the city. That's called a record. A record. The whole time you're being told it is a Democrat utopia and you're being told it's business as usual. The reality is when the Democrats want to convict somebody, they don't need any fact or evidence. They just need political opposition. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. I'm sorry. Did she say before the trial ever started? I thought I thought she did. Let me let me listen. I like my fascism repeated before this trial even began. The judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump. Let's, I mean, that, that's worth hearing again. By the way, this is right out of Latitia's own mouth. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud. We are- 
By the way, as you have these revolving door criminals, they get out and they drive around in very expensive cars, the likes of which most ordinary, honest people can't buy. It turns out when um, the Democrat mafia wants to bankrupt somebody, oh, they can bankrupt you. In fact, it turns out uh, Rudy Giuliani has to start turning over paychecks. Forget about an appeal. He's broke now. In filing notes, Giuliani has other lawsuits pending against them. He says his total estimated liabilities between 100 and $500 million. What does this bankruptcy mean for all of these suits? So the bankruptcy will force more transparency about Rudy's assets. It won't relieve him of his obligation to pay Freeman and Moss because there's an exception for intentional torts like defamation. Jose, remember, Rudy has assets. He's got the apartment in Manhattan, the condo in Florida, and money in the bank. So Freeman and Moss will be in line with other people who Giuliani owes money to. But at some point, they should recover some portion of the money that the jury awarded him. If the jury's verdict is upheld by an appellate court, Rudy will be handing over his paychecks to Ms. Moss and Ms. Freeman. He doesn't have paychecks. He has a pension, and he'll be handing it over. And this is fast-tracked, as opposed to the rule of law, say, like Mike Madigan. Or even Ed Burke. What, did he sit on his pasty white ass for four and a half years before trial? And when's Mike Madigan's trial date? Oh, April. It's no wonder crooked Joe Biden and the far-left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order... Only are in third-world hellholes run by fascists, Marxists, communists, and despots, which is what the Democrats in America really are. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Party's on. The feeling's here. On the border, we talked to CPB officials who say that they're resourced about half to deal with about half the volume of encounters that they're seeing. That smugglers are putting migrants more and more at risk by dropping them off in more and more remote locations. Can you point to one thing that White House is doing right now that is making an impact on the border? Is making he's paying people to come here nine thousand dollars per illegal alien in sanctuary cities a month, a month, and if you get caught with dope. Don't worry. You walk right out of prison. An impact with this current surge? Well, one of the things that uh, we, well, obviously it's a big part of the supplemental request. Uh, and should we get uh, the funding we're asking for, it will give us an opportunity to put more Border Patrol officers. They're not going to put more Border Patrols. They just want more money. That's why they're imploding systems around the country. That's why the ghetto-run, bankrupt sewers that were once great cities from New York to New Jersey to Philly, Chicago. They're all sanctuary cities because they need the replacement bodies and they need the excuse for federal bailouts because they all stole the money. Former 20th Ward Alderman Willie Cochran was sentenced to one year in prison in 2019 for using his ward charity for personal expenses like paying for gambling trips and fancy meals. Wow. Didn't Sean LaFord, wasn't he accused of using his campaign to pay off, was it mortgages on pretend investment properties or gambling debts? What was that scallywag? I believe his then, he pled down, right? Once you get charged with something, you get caught, then you plead down when you got enough money to hire a lawyer, right? 
Isaac Carruthers served the 29th Ward and pleaded guilty to bribery and tax charges in a zoning case. And in 2008, former 20th Ward Alder Arenda Troutman pleaded guilty to fraud in admitting she solicited donations from developers seeking to do business. And if it wasn't for me p- playing this clip, you forgot the name 30 seconds after they busted him. Because you're used to it in these Democrat-run sewers. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean. First of all, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to your family. Thank you. Uh, I hope it's a nice one. And I start my retirement at the end of the day yes, tomorrow. So nice. anyways, that's what I want to call. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thank you, man. It's been a long time. Hey, I wanted to talk about Chuy Garcia. Did he, did he or did he not make a fool of himself at that press conference yesterday? <laughs> saying, oh, it's, 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 uh, it's Abbott's doing. Oh, did he forget what Biden's doing? Chuy, Chuy Garcia is a Democrat asset and an apparatchik and a Marxist mafia uh, ally. And Chuy Garcia didn't embarrass himself. Who Chuy Garcia and politicians like him and Louis Gutierrez, who he replaced, who they embarrass are the Chicagoans that sit idly by as these idiots destroy the once great city. Back in 2013, Sandy Jackson pleaded guilty to filing false income tax returns. The former 7th Ward Alder was accused of involvement in most of her well-known husband, U.S. Representative Jesse Jackson Jr.'s illegal spending. In 2022, then 22nd Ward Alderman Ricardo Munoz pleaded guilty to wire fraud and money laundering. We could spend the whole show on Chicago Democrats scumbag. Got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Money laundering. We could also spend some of the time on the phony Republicans that ran as Tea Party members, like uh, Adam Kinzinger, the low-life bust-out Joe Walsh, who's on CNN right now, talking about how great it is to be a never-Trumper scum rather than fault of the situation we're in. Uh, George, Naperville. Yeah, Sean, can Rudy follow the O.J. Simpson plan? I don't think anybody got any money out of him. No, do you know why? Do you know why? Because Florida protects Homestead Act. And if you have a home in Florida, nobody can force you to sell it. You can never be forced to be homeless, unlike these Democrat sewers, where if you're on the wrong side of the mafia, they can go after every dime you have. Teresa, Brass Coast. Hi, Sean, Brass Coast, checking in. Um, You know, I'm calling about inflation, but... No, there is none. Wall Street Journal says there is no more. No, of course there isn't. No, and I have a bridge I can sell you in the middle of the Mojave. Yeah. I mean, everything is up three times or more since Biden took office. Personal consumption... as long as he's in office, it's going up. There's a great number, right, that they pulled out of their shoe. And I'm being kind when I pick the anatomy. The personal consumption expenditures, price index. Now, this is Mm -hmm. funny because they can pick what they want in, pick what they want out. They can corrupt this number so it looks any way they want it. And they still can only get it to go up by .007, and they're calling it down because gas prices went down. Did you know that? That, Right, exactly. I was just going to say about gas prices. Exactly. This is the greatest pump and dump. When Warren Buffet sells $28.7 billion of holdings, you should be looking to sell yours. There's just a little tip from an old guy that paid attention at the Merck. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How are you tonight? Splendid. How are you, kid? Good. What I wanted to do is just uh, wish you and your family and uh, Nikki and Carlene and uh, Squirrel and the 560 crew and all your listeners a Merry Christmas. And I hope you and happy new year. And I hope you enjoy your time off. And uh, I have I'll to... talk to you next year. Oh, I appreciate. And we'll go that. after. 
and we'll go after these frauds when uh, when the I, new year starts again. I have to tell you, I hate taking time off. Do you know that? I absolutely hate it. I know you do. I, 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 know I, you I don't do. want to do it. Um, but it's funny you say that. I, I I always love the holiday. I truly do. I love my wife's family. I love it. And then the day after I get the hell out, right, I take everybody, we go and we go down to Florida. I got news disinformation of a girl that I grew up with who I loved yeah. that I found out she died last night. Her name was Carla Malachi. Oh, jeez. She, was, she was a beautiful, beautiful. I know her since fourth grade. I mean, she glowed. From the inside out, she was one of the my favorite people and a, and a huge thread right. in the fabric of my childhood. I love her. And, you know, I didn't see her a lot. She came in, and I saw her a year ago. And I have been reeling ever since I found out she passed away. I mean, I am going to think about her, and I'm embarrassed. Right. I, I, I know she has kids, but I don't know them. And, you know, it's amazing. Right. You take for granted that you're going to be around forever. So I, I, that's what I'm going to think about this holiday. And then I'm going to be thankful for you and all of the people at AM560 that gave me the job. And... I love it. All so right. thank you very much, brother. Appreciate that. All right. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Certain things we don't talk. I love when they talk about the economy. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, does anybody want to look? Anybody want to look at the debt? The growing debt, you want to look at the local debt, you want to look at the per-citizen per debt, you want to look at the student loan debt. What do you want to look at? Oh, no, uh, cost is, costs are going down. Really? On what planet is that? Amy, Lake Geneva. Hi, Sean. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Amy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Splendid. <laughs> like, I'm better because I'm leaving Chicago and driving back to Wisconsin. So. It's always <laughs> better when you get across the straight state line. The air is cleaner. Oh, the food like, is better. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like you like you'd take a deep breath and it's, everything's okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was going to ask you, I well, I was down like in the kind of Oak Brook Mall area. Cannot believe how many people are out shopping and just buying so much. Uh-huh. Just want your thoughts on 2024, like, is the crash coming? What's going to happen? We in, in Sean, we trust. So, well, so Amy, I'm going to tell you. You know, the the market system, the way we 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 when I say we older guys like me talk about crashes, booms, and busts, it's totally yeah. different now since George Bush broke the rules of capitalism in order to save it. People aren't talking about that. Since George yeah. Bush made that sentence, said that sentence, the national debt has gone from nine trillion to thirty three point nine. Okay, so it's a different world now because now you can print up the money you need. There are no fundamental rules anymore. So can you keep the Ponzi scheme going? You know, it's a funny Mm. thing, Amy. What do you need in any Ponzi scheme? You just need more suckers (laughs) to keep coming in. Right. Right. What do you think? What do you think is happening on the on the southern border? You got more Uh, more and more suckers are coming in. Right. And the government keeps printing up money in their name, pretending that they are earning money and spending money. So they're yeah. funding the illusion of of success. That's the right. scam, right? It's like a three-card Monty. But if you don't dissect it, you're never going to end it. And here's the other thing, too, Amy. Yeah. In a one week, in one week, the national debt went from $33,908 trillion to $33,937 or, or, uh, So in other words, it added $27 billion to the debt in one week. That's never happened yeah. before. Never, ever, ever happened. So nobody's talking about that. 
Nobody's talking right. about it. We're adding six billion every twenty, every twelve to eighteen hours. Six billion. It's a lot of money, man. It is, and it just doesn't seem like it's sustainable. And I just, I see people filling their carts and buying these designer things. First of all, like, stop it. Like, it's not necessary. Like, it's one holiday. I, I that's a whole nother issue. But just the overproduction, over commercialization of this day is just. As a parent, I'm like so over it. I mean, I love, I love Christmas morning. Don't get me wrong with my kids. Yeah, no, I do too. I do too. It's just like it's so much. It's, this has been going on literally since before Thanksgiving. But you know, it's, and it, it's like it's funny you say that because I love this with my kids, and I, I make no. I'm one of the problems. I spoiled my kids. I make no excuses. My <laughs> wife and I worked, and but you know what I think about it is I love the ones with my mother when she bought yeah. me two things more. Right. So right. maybe maybe yes. society's got to go through all that. Right. Because, yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I asked Santa for a bike, I got the bike. But that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like it's gotten so crazy and kids are so just they want so much and they see so much on social media. And I know people with teenagers are like pulling their hair out because every kid wants all this expensive crap. And it's yeah. just. It's so crazy. It's just we've gotten away from just the whole thing. and um, that, You know what I do every teacher. Christmas morning, Amy? I've been doing it yeah. since my kids were little. I sing happy birthday to Jesus every morning. Every morning I still do <laughs> I that. Love that. I, I that's love what that. I do, and that's what I do. And, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but I like to stick yeah. to the basics. I appreciate well, it. Well, I got to say, like, I'm a teacher by trade. I've been out of it for quite some time, but, like, I am feeling this, like, literal calling to like get kids to understand what christmas is about because it's just so crazy yeah and like the schools don't help nobody helps like i mean at minor in public because i wish i could afford private but i can't but it's just you know it's just gotten so out of control in my opinion maybe people don't see it that way and maybe i'm like a total grinch but i don't know no no just do to take my advice homeschool your kids keep them away from these (laughs) marxists thank you amy for the call (laughs) Happy and a happy, healthy, safe New Year for you and your family. Jason Melrose. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Splendid. How are you, kid? Not too bad, man. So from all your friends at the Jewel Osco, including your buddy Doug that says he used to work with you at the Merck, oh, yeah. we all want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, it means the world to me. Tell him thank you very much. I, I really do. I appreciate And I appreciate what you guys do. You know, it's funny, the idiots in this country – that think you go into, you know, the food just appears on the shelves. I mean, that might be the one nice thing about people coming from these third world socialist utopias, also known as hell holes. They haven't seen a grocery store like Jewel. So at least there you're appreciated for a glimpse. But here you're always appreciated, Jason, you and all the guys at Jewel. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Joe, Crown Point. Hey, Sean, first time caller. I met you at Freedom Summit. I was the guy that asked you if... Cream Puff Jim was there, and I kind of laughed about that. But Yeah, that I've never quick. met him. Yes, my, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, my grandmother had a restaurant. Back of the yards, Burke's office was three buildings over, 47th and Marshfield. My parents ran it for her. They tried to convert the big dining area into a bar liquor store, so they had to deal with Burke, <laughs> whose office was three, yeah. three buildings over. Yeah. Every time they went to get the liquor license, City Hall, there was always a snafu, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, my grandmother ended up selling it, but P.D. Andrews used to come in. Burke had his own little uh, chauffeur guy. He was an old Irish retired cop, Higgins. Yeah. And he'd come into my grandmother's restaurant, 
And, yeah, just a first-time caller. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, I appreciate that. But you made me laugh. I was thinking about Magnum P.I. and Robin Masters. He had his own little chauffeur named Higgins, too. The idea that we tolerated this. Can you do me a quick favor? I used to be a bricklayer, but my wife's upstairs cooking spaghetti sauce, and she's listening to you. Can you tell her don't burn the sauce? Do not, Carmen. Carmen, do not overcook the sauce. It defeats its own purpose. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank I appreciate you, it. Have a good good Christmas, brother. You too. You too. Uh, Mark Oaklawn. Sean, how are you, my friend? Splendid. How are you, kid? Hey, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. But, uh, you know, you made a good point about, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, oh, just with, with Bush and the whole, uh, you know how things got oh, out of Oh, brother, that and... was the day you broke everything. And then they, they yeah. hid behind the word algorithm. You watch all of these idiots. Ooh, it's an algorithm. It's an algorithm. What the hell's that? Nothing. They took it all in the back room, and they all call each other. They're all sharing the same stripper, and nobody can figure it out. You've been front-running this market for 14 years, you thieving bastards. Go ahead. You know, you know Sean, when, when, when you're, when you're uh, an alcoholic, okay, you have to hit rock bottom. But if you keep giving the alcoholic uh, more booze and more alcohol, you know, it's never going to get any better. Yeah. And and you got to hit rock bottom. And when Bush had those problems, you know, the, all the bailouts, you know, yeah. and we never hit rock bottom. Mark, here's yeah. the difference. And that's how you get better. I, I, I almost I almost I see, appreciate the al- analogy. I don't like it, though, because an alcoholic an alcoholic can die when you're a degenerate gambler. You always talk about the winners, never the losers. That's what this government is. It's a degenerate gambler failure spender who hides the cost of it, of its losses, and only tells you about winners it really doesn't have, but wants you to think it does. So morons celebrated Dow Jones that they think has climbed, and nobody looks at the cost of corruption. What it cost to to show that image of it climbing was the debt. See, this government is spending money pretending that it's earning it. It's a degenerate. Thank you for the call. And it started in a bipartisan fashion. We'll be back. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back. House Oversight Committee investigators receiving new witness testimony from an AmeriCorps Health trustee that the two hundred thousand dollar check that James Biden paid President Joe Biden could only have come from predatory loans or senior citizens' money fraudulently invested by one of James Biden's business partners. The trustee also told the committee that their company paid James Biden $600,000 after he promised to use his last name, Biden, uh, to get his Middle Eastern contacts, contacts to help them raise capital. And the Secret Service opens up an investigation against the Dukes of Hazard star for saying that... Uh... Joe Biden is guilty of treason. He's a traitor. Want to investigate me? Hey, you with a sexually frustrated wife and your pretend black men in, uh, in, 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 in costumes, your men in black costumes. 
You want to investigate me with your sunglasses? Why don't you pull your head out of your asses and investigate the dimwit and diapers that's destroying my nation? You morons. Robert in Bloomingdale. You're darn right, Sean. And you're darn right. You it know? irritates the hell out of me, these rat bastards. You think you're intimidating somebody? He stole the election. He is a thief and a traitor. The communists gave him millions. The oligarchs gave him millions. His crackhead son is not qualified to do anything other than bribe hookers to pretend yep. they like him. That's it. That's it. Yep, you're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, 100%. Investigate you know, the IRS, the Secret Service. Kiss my CIA. perfect ass and ask your wife if she's got my watch. Go ahead. Oh, 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 funny, funny, funny. Do you have his watch? No. We no, not your it. wife. We I it. hope your wife does it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how, seriously, how soon before in the state of Illinois before you think that the, the crooked Supreme Court is going to knock Trump off here? I could see that very well happening before the primary. Who cares? Who cares? He can't win Illinois. There's too many willful, ignorant slaves here who can't wait to vote for another Democrat tied to a political campaign fund. He got 13 months in federal prison. Even the governor's office has been hit by legal drama. Democratic Governor Rod Blagojevich was impeached and removed from office on federal charges of public corruption. Well, you know who You know who Rod, that moron, that walking punchline, Rod Blagojevich, who was his peppy-in-law? The one who, his wife, the sweet Polly Purebred. Who was the peppy-in-law? Ooh, Dick Mel. Hmm, another short-in-the-pants oligarch. Alderman, I believe. Right? And when he wanted to retire, he stuck his daughter in there. He just made her put on one of his suits and go to work like it was him. Yeah, you fool me. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thank you much for taking my call. Hey, I want to remind the audience, we got uh, hundreds of nonviolent patriots that went to the Capitol, got caught in the trap, they're languishing in that damn... uh, D.C. hellhole, jail, and everything. They're going to spend another uh, Christmas in jail. And these rotten pirates, the Biden's pirates and insurrectionists, do they care about uh, overcharging with all, those, with all those innocent patriots and everything they got railroaded? <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden just freed convicted, convicted prisoners, thousands of them, because he decided that they didn't, they didn't, ah, it's nonviolent. You smoked dope, you delivered crack, whatever you did to my son. We'll let you go. But you guys who protested the most obvious election theft in American history, you don't get your day in court. Huh. By the way, would you even want to go to court? I mean, isn't Washington, D.C. where all these ghetto rat Democrat judges are? Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant. Before the trial even started. (laughs) That's how you know. You're in a Democrat neighborhood. That and the fact that the judge is ugly. Oh, my word. Are they all ugly? 312-642-5600. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. When somebody with the experience of my next guest writes a book with the title War Against the Deep State, pay attention. See, my next guest is a retired colonel with professional service in cybersecurity and national security for over five eras in our nation's history, from the Cold War to Peace Divided, War on Terror, World in Chaos, and now, as it's called, the Great Power Showdown. I prefer to the hundred years of humiliation, much like the one that brought down China or American Dark Ages. He's a former director of cybersecurity policy, strategy, and international affairs at the Department of Defense. He's now a senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy. He is retired Colonel John Mills. Thank you so much for making time for me. How are you? Oh, Sean, thank you so much. An honor to be on your show again. Yes, it is. And I'm I'm so aggravated at this particular circumstance because things aren't getting better and I don't see any change in the trajectory. And in fact, I've come to the conclusion uh, that my suspicions long ago are valid that this particular government in power is not interested in making things better. In fact, it's determined and hell-bent on making things worse. And this kind of failure can only be intentional. What say you? Well, it's Cloward Piven's strategy to collapse the country. Uh, but, you know, having spent a lot of time uh, uh, in the uh, Secretary of Defense at the White House with the Obama-Biden team, uh, I think they are just, if you, if you and I have talked to them about these, these things, they would absolutely uh, argue and fight that they're, that, that, you know, in their mind, they're trying to make a better world. Uh, I don't see how letting everything go to uh, uh, get worse, get violent, all metrics go south. I don't know how that's helping the American people or anyone, but they just have this bizarre worldview that uh, if they just stand by and act helpless, uh, things will somehow get better. I I don't see it, but that's what we're dealing with. One thing you learn from Chicago and watching the perfect marriage between the ideological collectivists, whether he be a Marxist or a communist, and organized crime, is that they they were able to come to an absolute agreement that within political failure lies the true treasure, because government gains all the wealth, power, and control, and the people become smaller and more insignificant. And that's exactly how I see this happening. The, the issue is the end game is where I think they, they are underestimating the true collapse of a society. And I don't know if they're aware of how that looks, but one thing's for certain, they've made us weaker on every front to the, in the way no outside nation could have ever harmed us. I'm terribly worried about an attack on the grid, and I don't even think it has to come from China. After all, the Chinese have enough, people, have enough Americans on the payroll that are inside the system, as far as I can tell. Yeah, we, we uh, this is uh, Carter on, on, you know, 100-time steroids. Uh, but you know, we we were a much actually uh, wealthier, uh, uh, more robust, uh, stronger military, even in the wake of the Vietnam debacle uh, during that period. Now, apparently, nobody fears the U.S. Navy anymore. We can't break the 300 ship level for some reason, um, and uh, you know, essentially, the Houthis, who are essentially proxies of Iran, and Iran is a proxy of China, has have shut down world trade. I mean, this is like. 1939, 1940, and ships getting torpedoed off the Virginia coast, uh, and uh, you know, and yeah. the the administration doesn't seem to like. Oh well. <laughs> well, 
Let me ask you this. As somebody who has the experience of knowing the people who make up these bureaucracies, we were lulled into a kind of a coma of overconfidence, in my opinion, because back when I was young, and I'm in my 50s, but back when I was young, you may have disagreed with Democrats, but you shared a certain love of country and, and, and fundamental. Those days are long gone, long gone. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, are there enough people in the bureaucracy to not be so affiliated with the Marxist mafia, calling themselves Democrats, to keep us somewhat safe where we can resurrect maybe some cybersecurity, some internal securities? Because the way it sits to me, you know, Manchurian candidate, it's too, it's too benign because he doesn't even have the allegiance of, 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 of say, the ideology of communists. This is just political whores for sale. And it's all over. We've got congressmen. We've got senators. How many good guys in uniform don't want to be partisan but want to be patriots? Are there left? Because I'm a little concerned right now with what I see in my government. I, I, I think my government is the problem, not foreign governments. Well, we, we have an issue. I think there are absolutely white hats. No question about it. I mean, look, at we have when I first when I wrote book one, um, the uh, nation will follow. Everybody said, well, this is very interesting with your experience of being a whistleblower. Where's everybody else? Well, now we have several dozen FBI agents who are being treated horribly. We have IRS agents. Uh, we have at least six CIA intel analysts. Um, so. I think there absolutely are white hats, uh, but they need they need leadership. They need somebody to rally to, and um, I, I think there actually are are people who want to do the right thing. But at the same time, I think the challenge is uh, the, the the civilian side of the U.S. government has has gone. Uh, strongly left and uh, extremely partisan, uh, extremely blue-leaning inside of government, but even uh, with uh, the wokeism inside the uniformed ranks, and I've just seen things I never thought I'd see before. We have to absolutely, and we, we, uh, they got rid of a lot of the DEI officers in the National Defense Authorization Act, but they should have gone far more uh, nuclear and surgical on getting rid of the wokeism inside uh, the culture of the U.S. military. So, you know, one of the things that I find absolutely shocking is that we've known what Joe Biden is for decades. For decades. We have evidence. We've had the laptop. The, the FBI has had the laptop for, what, 11 months prior to the election. But more importantly than all of this is that while these deals were being cut, when Joe Biden was the vice president, as Joe Biden really kind of what he confessed what the only way I could see it when he was the vice president with Ukraine, how he held the billion dollar loan guarantee, bragged about it on his stage, incriminated himself with that statement. There was always Secret Service with him. Always. Secret Service has been with this guy while he was selling out my nation. Right. Yet today I find out Secret Service is investigating the Dukes of Hazard actor. Because he called Joe Biden a traitor. So at this point, when you have the IRS and they have their own guys, we saw them come up. Don't, uh, uh, registered Democrat. Listen, we've got $24 million funneling directly to Joe Biden's family. Directly. $24 million. Aren't, isn't there somebody that says, wait, we are the FBI. We are the Secret Service. We are the government. This cannot exist. Because the, the reality is, he's going to win again in the f- same fashion he won in 2020. Which to me means he didn't win. He's just the president. Because when the, when the, when the bureaucracy is this accepting 
of, of fraud. It's like the Chicago mayor's office. doesn't matter. The names are fungible. It's the system of corruption that will always live. And we can't afford that in Washington, D.C. You see what it does to once great cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, again, I am a I am a Reagan guy. I, I'm an optimist, but we have uh, allowed this culture and this cancer to just mistat- uh, metastasize on a on a far greater scale than I ever thought would be possible. Uh, and we're just going to have to fight and take it back every every way possible. I mean, this is why this unbelievable attempt by Colorado and others to remove uh, President Trump from the ballot. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. Uh, but I, I think in the end, it's going to actually um, it's going to actually be a big force to uh, hey, look at. They tried to get Lincoln off the ballot uh, during the during the 1860s. <laughs> Yep. You know, uh, that's what the, that's what the Confederates tried to do. And that's what the Democrats tried to do. Get Lincoln off the ballot. And uh, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, we, have, we but this is a wake up call. We learned a hard lesson in 2020 that uh, you've got to get involved because the foundation for all this, this absolute corruption at the federal level is corrupt, uh, corrupt local governance. There in Illinois, you got Cook County. I mean, you got uh, you got Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so th- that's what you've got to fight back. And uh, you know, the other counties in Illinois have got to get together. You got Madison County in the south. You know, Kurt Prinsler doing a great job down there. You got it. You got to work together. Outvote them in the state legislature, and uh, you just—it's going to take—it's going to be grappling and wrestling. It's going to take a while. I mean, I was just with Colorado. Colorado is this—you know—the model of what happens when blue crazies move in and try to take over. They've, they've set up a good firewall in Texas, but it's happened in Arizona too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an enduring struggle to retake our nation. Now, as a retired colonel. Working specifically with national security, but more importantly, cybersecurity. Right? I mean, this is your bailiwick, for lack of a better phrase. When you see in Cook County, I'm going to give you an example. A friend of mine's mother passed away 14 years ago. He was just sent to the address where she was registered, which he still has. He was just sent an updated signature card. He's been reporting her dead since 2009. When you see this, the technology that this country has, is there really any excuse for this other than absolute and total fraud by the congressional districts? Because most citizens don't realize this. The redistribution of tax money, the federal scheme where we take some, then we give some, and all the rest of it, it's based on population. And the reason these Democrat sewers don't want the voter rolls cleaned up and keep people on for 14 years after they're dead is there's money in that scheme in that game is it that there are just too many americans that don't know the the numerous ways the federal government plays the shell game of money and corruption yeah well and and this is what's going on in america we have the greatest migration going on since blacks left the south after the civil war as as people leave blue states for red states and some states are but this is the detroit syndrome this is what happened to detroit which used to be the engine of the u.s economy 1.4 million people in in the early 70s and now there's uh what is it six hundred thousand? yeah and they're more like prisoners they can't leave yeah where did where did eight hundred thousand people go they left they left 
and and you're going to have to go through with Chicago. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, we the the, the states that are bleeding population the most, even with even with illegals showing up. I mean, it's hey, it's New York, it's New Jersey, it's you California, know. it's Hawaii, it's Illinois. Yeah, you know, people think that these um these cartels, these drug dealers that have destroyed the cities on top of the Democrat policies. They think that they're really not sophisticated. But I'm going to ask you, is the Sinaloa cartel or the new generation cartel, are they illiterate to how the Internet works and trafficking and the rest of it? And isn't that something that kind of gets lost in this whole argument of whether some areas are going to nullify our uh, immigration laws or not and call themselves sanctuary cities? Do you think, I've believed for years this is a financial coup by the cartels and their drug distributors, among other vices and chaos, to really kind of operate in a system that incentivizes them, like Chicago and New York and Philly. Do you think that's a big part of what's going on? And do you think Americans realize the kind of hundreds of billions of dollars that are uh, in play through the drug trade in this country? Well, and it's even things have evolved radically over the last two years because the Sinaloa cartel now works for China. This is where earlier this year, the DOJ actually made a number of indictments. But who's overseeing the cartels? In fact, actually, it's in the National Defense Authorization Act because DOD now has the lead on a strategy to crush fentanyl. But who is overseeing fentanyl production by the cartels in Mexico? It's Chinese nationals, Chinese paramilitaries. Who is coming across the border? Chinese nationals, Chinese paramilitaries muscling in on, air quote, legal cannabis, this fraud of legal cannabis. Yes. It's, no, it's no such thing. And this is, cannabis is a front for Fentanyl is a front for China. It's a high cash operation. You can't bank the cash because of federal laws. Who moves in on high cash operation? The most evil, the most insidious, the most nefarious. It's Chinese paramilitary special operators that are now muscling in and taking over air quote legal cannabis. Nobody's following the legal cannabis procedures anymore. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fraud anyway, but that's what's going on. So yes, it's even worse because the Sinaloa cartel are now subcontractors and now operating under the direction of China. And you know what's funny is that today, Joe Biden and the Democrat White House released thousands of prisoners in our jails guilty of what they call marijuana crimes without realizing you're releasing, the, in, in some cases or potentially, foot soldiers of distribution. And you're pretending that it's Cheech and Chong and the Democrat morons that couldn't get jobs as soap opera pretending to be media. They just report it like, oh, and they were 11 marijuana. But you let out a thousand guys. You want to look into any one of these? To me, it seems to be a system of corruption because not only is it China, there's also been numerous documentaries from the BBC to 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 news outlets around uh, this country and others that link the Houthis and the Hamas and the terrorists all into Central and South America, because the reality is it's American drug addiction that's really funding a lot of the black markets around the world, isn't it? Well, the, the, yeah, but, but who do the Houthis, who does Hamas, who does Iran work for? They work for China. So this is the opium wars being waged in our... It's, we're, we're 
10,000 a month are dying because of fentanyl. That's more, it's last year we lost more than 40 years of combat in Vietnam and the war on terror combined. And everybody goes, oh, well, oh, I mean, 10, now we're losing 10,000 a month. And everybody should be absolutely up in arms over this. Oh, that's right. You can't be up in arms because only the criminals have arms in uh, county. Don't say that. You're going to get one of us investigated. In the meantime, I love the fact that you were there because it's patriots like you that allowed me through the bulk of my life to sleep with the confidence that not everybody hated my country who worked for it. I love that you're out. I love that you wrote a book titled The War Against the Deep State. He is retired Colonel John Mills. Thanks, as always, for making time for me. I appreciate you. Sean, thank you. appreciate you. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this and be victorious. Absolutely. Have a Merry Christmas and a happy, healthy New Year to you and your family. You too. Take care. God bless you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So this is uh, my last day before the Christmas break. And I will be back after the new year. So let's clean up some of the lines. Phil in Gray's Lake. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Merry Christmas to you and all the rest of your listeners. Um, Question for you. It may piggyback off your last guest. Um, For about a year now, Walgreens and other pharmacies have been alleging a shortage of oxycodone, generic painkillers and whatnot in this country, uh, supply chain this, supply chain that, manufacture this and that. And oddly enough, I spoke to my doctor today, and I was one of three or four persons that he told, that were told by the pharmacy, oh, just tell your doctor to put you on the fentanyl patch. So oh. what, do you, what, do you, what do you think the push is to get a real on fentanyl and get, a, get, a, get people off I'll of, tell you, you it's know? a fascinating theory when you think about it, right? We, I thought everything was fixed with the supply chain, the supply chain this and the supply chain that. Pete Buttigieg with the leapfrog, he figured it all out. Everything was fine. And then you realize there's a problem. But at the same time, there's a problem with these kind of medications, painkillers. What, mm-hmm. what is the one thing that leads to the massive explosion in street drug usage was the addiction to painkillers. So as painkillers dry up here, well, they're not dry on the corner, right? You, you ask every housewife uh, with a drug problem uh, in the suburbs, they know exactly where to go to buy the street drug. So you kind of exactly. feed in the street drugs, and then you realize, you know, Who's making money on the street drugs? Well, it isn't just the idiots exactly. you see on the corner. It's the cartels you now, never see. Yeah. It's interesting. Now, now that, but why Why the shortage of the more commonly known painkillers that people have used for forever? But all of a sudden, there's all kinds of fentanyl around. You can walk in any pharmacy, CVS, Walgreens, what have you. You can get every vaccine under the sun to save your life, but you can't get a, a fairly common uh, painkiller, but yet they'll give you a fentanyl patch. Probably since, comes right out of China. Since 2006, or the collapse of, of, of 08, financial collapse of 08, a million people have died of just one drug, fentanyl. Just one. Yes. So think about all of the ways in which you hide a lot of issues, a lot of problems, not to mention the problems with Obamacare covering pharmaceuticals, right? I mean, if you're a drug addict, Obamacare is, you don't have any problem with Obamacare, right? You're robbing people and whatnot. In fact, you're, it's far more advantageous for a failed health care system to have people addicted to street drugs, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely, and cheaper, <laughs> much yeah. cheaper for, yeah, the, like for the, the government. Way, uh, see, no Phil, a couple of guys over a cigar that I haven't lit, we can solve it. We can figure out a lot of criminal organizations, can't we? I'll have to catch you a cigar store these days, my friend. Thank you, Phil. You have a happy holiday and a happy new year, my friend. You too, Phil. You too. Woody, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Hey, first-time caller. I am looking at now, right I'm sitting here, Miles America, a survivor's warning by Javon Fleet. I heard she was on your show last month, and I missed it because I'm a constant listener. Have you read her book? Yes. Well, so here's the benefit of having my gig. I get a lot of them sent to me, right? But, Woody, the way that I read irritates not just my mother anymore. She's long gone, but it irritates everybody. I hop around. So I have on that book about 70 pages left because I read a chapter on this. I go on the other one. But I'll tell you, I I had a wonderful conversation with her. And, you know, know, it's interesting when you think about Mao and you think about his procedure and then you think about Pierre uh, Trudeau. And you think about that trip where Pierre Trudeau was supposed to go for like 72 hours and he stayed for like three weeks. And you think about how Mao always wanted the the failed virtue of utopia. That was the sales pitch for his his crimes against his own nation where he killed tens of millions of people. And you realize that he may have never believed a word of it, but loved the fact that he was an emperor. And, you know, you see how it lives today and... That's why you you can never be distracted by that phony utopia of everything will be great. And that's why I always point out, for 70 years, the party that's been telling you that government supremacy or their version of socialism works can't get one policy right in a municipality, let alone a macro policy for the nation. Maybe we that's can why. keep people in, uh, awake to realize Mao Zedong and that philosophy is responsible for 180 million deaths. That's why I want all your listeners in the whole world to buy this book by Jivan Fleet because you give it to your woke kids, you give it to your woke friends, you give it to your woke co-workers because it's easy reading and it just explains the whole situation because her background was that of a cultural revolution survivor who made it to this country in the 80s and spoke out in Loudoun County against a school board which went viral because she said this is what's happening now in our country and i went through it as a grade school girl and it's fascinating reading and i read a lot of books but this is the best one i've what, read you know what i what i do and I, like i told you i hop around you know what i've done with that particular book i'll read a oh. chapter of that book and then i'll reread for like the fifth time return yeah. of the primitives did you ever read that book by ian rand no no, no. oh brother i will read it's called return of the primitives will you will you get it for me I will do that. And I want to thank all all the great work you're doing, and Merry Christmas to you and all your great listeners, because we all have one thing in common, and so we got to save our we got to save our country, brother. That's right. I just want everybody right. to do it, you know, with me, with uh, no shoes on and, and, and walking around with a Speedo. Well, not all of us, but just me. Yes. Thank you very much, Woody. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Mitchell, this Blaine's. You know, Sean, this is a question I've always wanted to ponder on this wonderful day right before Christmas. You know, you are, you know, keep in mind, Jesus wants his money back at 25%. But look, I digress. (laughs) I want to ask you this, okay? In 1980, the Russians go into Afghanistan. Now, did they go into Afghanistan because Afghanistan bombed a bunch of buildings in the Kremlin? No. They go into Afghanistan because they want to control the natural resources, the oil, and also the deals with Iraq, obviously with Iran, and also controlling the oil supply, okay? Now, they broker a deal through George Bush, 
who's a former CIA director, right? We both know this, with Pakistan and the Israelis to give bin Laden, okay, the well, Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, 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 I think you're glazing over the word they. Who's they? Because the Russians okay. didn't do that. You're talking about the, the Taliban right in, the, right in the beginning of us funding them. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, Bin Laden came from Saudi Arabia, goes to Afghanistan to recruit people yes. to fight for his cause. Yes. And he paid each – they were peasants. And he was a, he's a billionaire, so he's giving people like $500, $500 bonuses a month to go over to Afghanistan to fight for his cause. Now, what they don't realize is that when he's over there, the Russians are taking out all these different ports in Afghanistan. So he calls on his good friend, which is George Bush. I'm talking 41, the yeah. former CIA director. Yeah. And they broker a deal between the Israelis and the Pakistanis to get bin Laden's freedom fighters, this is the key, to shoot down the Russian helicopters. Yes. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay, why does Russia, right, no one wants to answer this question. Why does Russia go to Afghanistan? Afghanistan never bombed big you know high-rises. Do you know what the what the definition in America is, what the propaganda in America is? Have you ever looked it up? It's, yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. It says the Soviet Union feared that the spread of Islamic fundamentalism in Afghanistan posed a threat to its security. Oh, <laughs> How many times did you hear that come out of a bush? Whether it's the old man, may he burn, or the kid who just stood there while Dick Cheney made billions. It's fascinating, isn't yeah, it? Well, you know, of course, but you got to understand, Bush 41, you know what, he, he, he was on the Kennedy. He, he, how do you think he becomes the Oh, come on. He's as crooked as Grand Avenue. I completely agree with you. But the more important thing is, it looks like Russia, even though they warned America to never go there, right? right? It looks like they win in the end. Because it's really the Chinese Communist Party, but the Russian cohorts that are obtained and have obtained all the mineral rights for the entire country that Joe Biden gave to the Taliban. Right? Oh, yeah. Totally. Well, it makes yeah, sense he right. does it. Him and Charlie Wilson are the reason you even know about a Taliban. Thank you very much. See? Follow the bouncing ball of corruption. Greg in Rogers Park. Hi, Sean. Sean, thank you for everything you've done this year and the previous years of the show. I should the be thanking you, and I am thanking you. Go ahead. But thank you. I just want to wish you um, a very Merry Christmas and a healthy New Year. And I just want to say thank you for everything you've done and look forward when you come back uh, after the holiday season. Thank you, brother. I, I don't deserve it, but thank you. It's because of you that I get to do it. I appreciate it very much. I mean, I can't believe it. I don't need any presents. I got the greatest one ever. And in the meantime, we're going we're gonna to do something because sooner or later, somebody's going to have to wake up and understand this isn't about Democrats and Republicans. This is about saboteurs. Cohorts of communist corruption and Biden's. The company says James Biden did not deliver, and now they are suing him, demanding he pay back the $600,000 he was given. How much is James Biden worth? What do you say, Squirrel? Is it more or less than the short in the pants Ed Burke? Where's Ed Burke's money? Did he pull a Pantangelo last night? Ah, there's always the weekend. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM. The answer. AM560. The answer. How's that for timing, squirrel? Timing. It's everything. Just ask Ron DeSantis. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. 
I just wanted to wish you, your family, and the WIND family uh, happy New Year, or uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Oh, thank and you. And Biden will be impeached to make my year even better. Oh, I don't even know about impeached. I, I, I just get him. Just I don't care if you're telling me he had to check in the. To go and stop drooling on the on the, on his shirt. I don't care what it is. Just get him out of the office. Get him out of the office. Exactly. Exactly. These idiots. Thank you very much. I mean, how much more evidence do you need? Remember when Joe Biden told the American people that his son didn't make any money in China? My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. Well, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the country that's been bribing you since you could tie your own shoes, Dimwit. Not only did he lie about his son, Hunter, making money in China, but it also turns out that $40,000 in laundered China money landed in Joe Biden's bank account. By the way, this is only exciting to people like us. $40,000 in Washington, D.C. That's maybe a party they throw. Who gives a rip about $40,000? These shysters are stealing tens of millions in the form of a personal check. And the Oversight Committee has it. Here's how Joe Biden benefited from his family's shady deal with CEFC, a Chinese Communist Party-linked company. It all began with a shakedown in the summer of 2017, when Hunter Biden sent a message to his CEFC associate demanding a $10 million capital payment. See, now we're talking. Now you're talking some numbers. I want commas and zeros. And by the way, they have it linked right into the shell companies. 20 LLCs this rat was on. And, you know, we don't know exactly who was paying them, but we know it was not just the Chinese Communist Party. I wonder if there's any of that Hamas money in there. All right, let's get you caught up with the latest in the Israel-Hamas war, a week that began with negotiators working towards a ceasefire to bring humanitarian aid into Gaza and get hostages out is now dry. Hamas leaders say they will not engage in negotiations until Israel ends the fighting for good. So you won't negotiate. Well, I don't know who strategized that plan you had, but you getting your ass kicked. In fact, if it wasn't for people begging and charity, you'd be gone already. And you called off it. Okay, good. Let's see what happens. Have a good Christmas. Joey Kenosha. Hey, Sean. Happy holidays. Um, just Come on. Now. I don't know it's if you're Merry Christmas, it. New Year. You want to do Hanukkah, I'm all in. But don't do holidays. Hey, Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. Because I ain't celebrating Merry these Christmas. 7th century barbarians that beat their women. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I was just calling to tell you, I was your last caller last year. I gave you the heads up that uh, my pa was in a coma, and uh, you gave me some uh, solid encouragement. Um, he, it took five months for him to get out of it, but the Marines still kicking. Love it. Um, That's a happy ending. Love it. Yeah, I figured I'd get back and call you guys. I just had to give you guys a little bit of a crap because uh, I was promised a free T-shirt from when my dad got back. I never got it delivered. Well, you just hold on now, Joey. Don't worry. <laughs> we take care of that, baby. You're getting one. Now, this is not the lovely honey bunny. She took off because she had a party. You believe this? In the meantime, you're going to yeah. talk to Square Toes Jim, who fills in. And I'll, I'll make sure he gets the address right. You hang on there, handsome. Moral of the story is the old man's still kicking. I love that story. Square Toes, get, the, get it right this time, will you? I'm at the Phoenix airport right after the AmFest event, and there are migrants everywhere. They're receiving priority boarding. They're skipping security lines. They have their own security area. Who do you think the Sinaloa cartel wants to win this no, next November? Not like we're going to have an election. I mean, after all, our guy... 
Donald Trump won in 2020. And here we are strapped with this dimwit in diapers. But who do you think really the Sinaloas are pulling for? I wonder if the Sinaloas are giving money. Oh, what did I say? Sure. You don't think I don't think that the cartels are funding Democrats, do you? Of course they are. Sentenced to 14 years in federal prison in 2011. And Republican Governor George Ryan was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. In George two- Ryan. What did he get in trouble for? Didn't he give licenses to illegals? Yeah. Brilliant. It is sad that we have to point this out, but Ed Burke's conviction is not rare in Chicago or Illinois politics, for that matter. NBC 5's Natalie Martinez here with a look back at the... Oh, by the way, the corporatists of the uh, corrupt complex that likes when Republicans implement more policies on eroding your freedom that Democrats can't get past. They supported the Bushes and the Cheneys and whatnot. They have a new favorite. Front runner. Yeah, take a look, Steve. This one's getting a lot of buzz. Trump 44, Nikki Haley 30. The closest anyone in the Republican field has gotten to the front runner. I've never met a Nikki Haley supporter. My goal in 2024 is to never interact with anyone who supports Nikki Haley, the corporatist stooge for Boeing that she is. Uh, when I get back, we have a guest when I get back? Oh, another great guest. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I have to tell you, when I heard this from Letitia, Letitia, I don't know what the hell her name is, but when I heard this, I immediately thought of our next guest. Before this trial even began, the judge ruled in our favor and found that Donald Trump did engage in years of significant financial fraud we uncovered. My next guest is a January 6th attorney, board member of the Patriot Freedom Project and president of Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. He's also the New York Times bestselling author of The Conservative Case for Trump. He is Counselor Ed Martin. How are you? Hey, Sean, I'm great. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, that, that woman, he, she makes my blood boil. But at least, I guess she's got a lot of company now. We can talk about all the different judges and the, and supposed uh, prosecutors, the justice system that's breaking down all around us. It's amazing to see. It is. It is. And that's what makes my blood boil, because we have devolved into a third-world corrupt hellhole. Now, this is something when you live in Chicago, you kind of got used to the idea of clout and wise guys and half-assed judges pretending to be anything other than uh, uh, hacks for a political party. But this is to a level where it's open, it's notorious, and they're flaunting it. Yeah. No, you're exactly right, Sean. And what, what I tell people, a simple way to think about it is this. In London, they have the crown jewels, right? They, they have the idea of a king. America, our whole, our whole system, our crown jewels was the Constitution, the rule of law, and this, and this system where you could get justice. You could get an impartial tribunal. You could get due process. And what we're seeing over and over again, and the most recent one is in Colorado, the state court. The Colorado State Supreme Court actually had the gall to say, we don't need to have a trial. We just can take the Nancy Pelosi, Liz Cheney Select Committee report and call that true, and then we'll use that as the basis for uh, striking down Donald Trump on the ballot. I mean, this is insanity. And the only thing crazier than it happening, Sean, is that there's not actual lawyers like me and others 
objecting more strenuously. Everyone who's a lawyer ought to be thinking, well, if I don't object to this insanity, this system, the crown jewel is going down. And so, you know, we're seeing it at Supreme Court. I hope we'll get a chance to talk about the biggest J6 case in, in, in the whole time I've been on these three years. It went up to the Supreme Court last week. It's a big deal. But we're watching these judges and the system breaking down. So it's one thing for the corruption to exist in individuals. It's another for them to destroy the system. That's what they're doing right now. Oh, absolutely. And this is the intention. But, you know, it reminds me of exactly what transpired. And now time is the enemy of uh, of, uh, of uh, anybody who wants to have righteousness in the form of the political spectrum or justice, as it would appear. Because this was called an insurrection while it was going on. It was right. something like I have never seen, that word insurrection. Now, I could argue the fundamental principles of America, after all, were founded on an insurrection. However, that insurrection yeah. had something this one didn't, weapons. This yeah. is what bothers yeah. me. You know, I, I, I say this is an intimidation tactic. What we see happening when it's the treatment of the January 6th protesters, of the most obvious election theft, in my opinion, this country's ever had. The reality is, what you have is an intimidation to guys like me. How dare we yeah. even think about bucking the next election? And right. at a certain point, doesn't that truth have to come out? And it's not an insurrection. I say uh, during my show, I've been saying it recently, it's not an insurrection because I wasn't there, right? Because you're <laughs> yeah. trying to intimidate the, the people questioning an election yeah. theft, the way I see it. I'm curious, has that been brought yeah. up? Yeah. There was no collusion. Well, there was no danger. There were no guys like me there with any weapons. You know, but I would say something different, Sean. We've gone to a different level. It was one thing when they called us names if we were in, in, in a, not in agreement. You know, they call you right-wingers, and they called you names. and they Horrible. Yeah, all that. But what they did now is they're weaponizing, and that's the phrase somebody used. It's good. But they're ta- taking the lie, it was an insurrection, immediately using big government in the form of Congress, big media, and big tech, to force a narrative on the American people. They spent 19-plus million dollars, the select committee of, of Liz Cheney, putting out this nonsense, and then they destroyed the evidence from it. The, the so-called report they had, all the evidence was gone, a bunch of deleted and gone. And my point here is, then they used DOJ against We the People. The difference here is we're watching, actually, authoritarianism a- 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 happening. We're actually watching yeah. them use this against us, and... Not enough people, I think, get it, Sean. I don't think the public quite realizes how this march is happening onto our rights. And you'll look up and it'll be too late. You'll say, well, how, where did the surveillance state come from? I, I don't understand. How come you're looking at my stuff? Because it's been going on for a decade now. And, and again, growing in its power. And man, alive, they're obsessed with Trump. They'll do anything to lie it's, about the guy. It's, it's amazing. First of all, here's the thing, Ed. I could argue against Trump policies way better than any Democrat can. And I voted exactly. for him in 2020. Yeah. I can argue right. against the, the the way in which he approached things for 80% of his life as a Democrat. After all, they just, they just convicted Ed Burke, who was Donald Trump's lawyer when he wanted to open up Trump Towers. See, that's my problem. He went along with these Democrats, never thinking of what they are. They're an organized right. mafia. And they have now put him in the sights, and they're willing to break every rule that we thought we had to prove he uh, he is never going to hold that office again. Because the reality is they can't have somebody who wasn't cultivated by the system to be president. Yeah. That's what we're really fighting here. Well, I, I agree with you on all that. And I, I agree with you. I, as a really conservative guy, I could take 
Trump wasn't conservative on a whole bunch of stuff. But let me let me make sure, Sean, to grab this. I want to highlight for folks. Last week, the U.S. Supreme Court took up this this specific provision. It's called 1512. And just to give you the, the starkest way to understand it, many of the J6 defendants were charged with misdemeanors like trespass. That that's a fine and, and no jail time. But then they hit the, they dropped this hammer. And the hammer is 1512. It's a 20-year felony. It was designed, Sean, to be used for evidence tampering, the availability of evidence in the Enron case, back in the Enron days. And they passed this law to fix that. And in this case, they said, you know what? It's obstruction of official proceeding. We're going to pretend that you showing up in the Capitol to protest, riot, whatever you want to call it, is an obstruction of official proceeding. We won't charge you with insurrection. We won't charge you with other crimes. We got nothing. But we're going to use this thing on you. And again, all these judges, all these lawyers, the prosecutors have gone along with this because it's a get Trump thing. It's a, it's a way to do something out of nothing. Well, and thankfully, the Supreme Court took this case and, and they're, in the next month or two, they're going to argue it. And hopefully we'll get relief because it's, it's why a lot of guys are in jail right now. Well, to stop an official proceeding, do you mean like pulling a fire alarm? When a vote is scheduled? <laughs> exactly. Because- or, or, jumping up, or jumping up during Kavanaugh's hearings and, 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 and making them have to get the hearing room cleared out because of it, right? If that's the standard, and by the way, I, I'm arguing against it. If that's the standard, Sean, every time you bring up your raise your voice in a setting they don't like, they can gavel out the events, clear the room, and arrest you for a 20-year felony. Man, that is Stalin stuff if I've ever heard of it. At a certain point, the people who are supporting this misuse of power, at a certain point, they're going to have to really come out of the closet even more than they have. But I'm wondering why the, the, the fact that there is somebody who was convicted for 17 years and wasn't there, and they convicted him, and I'm still hazy as to why, he was the co-founder of the Proud Boys. When I found out he wasn't there, can you explain to a layman like me how you can well, convict somebody for 17 years of his life for a crime he didn't commit, yeah. he wasn't there. How is he convicted? Well, I, I, I actually can make an argument to explain how you could get to this idea of it, but first, it's based on a lie. It's based on a lie that there was an insurrection and a conspiracy and all this stuff that they never could prove. They could never prove any of that. In this case, what they're basically saying is he was part of the planning. It was a lie, part of the planning and one of the ringleaders. And, you know, I hate to... So Manson, they gave him the Manson conviction. Exactly. Exactly. But it's a lie. I mean, the problem is they had to have the predicate to lie about the insurrection so they could do this to everybody. And again, uh, half of the country thinks it was an insurrection, just like half the country thinks there was Russia collusion. And my, my point is, they're getting pretty darn with this. And you have to put, shake your head and say, hold on, what's happening here? You know, how do we fight back against this? And it's getting it, it, frankly, the hour's getting late, Sean. They're, they well, this is it. You know, Ed, I, shy. I had a I had a girl I know pass away today who i never you know when you're when you're from my neighborhood and you're the way i you think you're invincible and and all i keep thinking about is you don't have time to waste we've got decent people who did nothing who are sitting in the cooler who have absolutely no hope because the principles of our judicial system have been nullified and some in some cases they're they didn't even get a trial they're not even allowed to, to – I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything yeah. like this. And if lawyers well, like you that. can't make it stop, what do we do? Yeah. Well, I want, I want a real quick point. I want to know – you remember the movie You know when they said, who, did you order the code red? Who ordered the code red? I want to know who ordered the 1512. Part of accountability needs to be who came up with this plan. Was it uh, Andrew Weissman? Was it uh, Merrick Garland? Was it the White House? And get to the bottom of it. But the last thing, Sean, I don't want to miss this chance. There's a lot of guys in jail. 
And the worst thing about this is their wife is home. They don't have much money. Their kids, we've been raising money at the Patriot Freedom Project. You go to patriotfreedomproject.com to send gift cards. These are people, these are working people, right? Frankly, if you had money, you could fight your way out of jail. You didn't probably get stuck. Most of the people there are working guys, and they're working guys, and their wives are working now, two jobs, and they're not worried about, uh, you know, like a, a trip to Acapulco. They're worried about turkey dinner on Christmas Day, and we're doing that. So, as you say, there's a lot of suffering, and, and I got to tell you, people need to get real about what's happening, because if you think you're going to stop with the J6 folks, they're not going to no. stop with that. They're going to come to that. They're going to come for the next group, like you, Sean, and me, oh, yeah. and they're going to say, and oh, by the way, they're doing that to guys like me, bar complaints filed to try to make you never raise your voice as a lawyer on the side that they don't like. That what a shame. Oh, it's a wild. It's a wild. Here's the other thing. They're already, they're going to, there's talk. They're going to arrest more people, aren't they? Oh, no. Well, they don't. They've already, they've already arrested about 1,300. They announced they're going to raise an, uh, arrest another, uh, at least 1,000, right up to election day. But why? Because that's the narrative. It's not real. It's a storyline. It's a freaking movie that they're doing to get the American people to think. So for the next year, you could be, you would walk down the street in, New, in D, Washington, D.C. and shoot people. It's like the Wild West. There's armed robbery all the time. Oh, yeah. They're not going to worry about those guys. They're going to go chasing prosecutions of ladies and men who walk through the Capitol in this live insurrection. It's a wild thing. It's wild. You know how I opened my show, Ed? Because uh, Joe Biden today pardoned all kinds of different yeah. convict, convicted scum. Some guys actually had a life sentence between 25 and life. And he just, by the by the signing of his name in squiggly lines, because he can't spell it properly, he just releases them. And yet you, ha- you were facing the potential of thousands of people going to prison because they didn't support him. I'm talking Venezuelan nonsense, Cuban exactly. nonsense. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and, and here's the problem I have, Ed. It's a partisan thing. Why aren't there more Alan Dershowitz? And the dummy that he is says he still supports Joe Biden. So why are there so many politicized yeah. attorneys? I don't get it. Well, no, I, I might say it differently, Sean. I wouldn't give you a break on that. There's a, a million Republicans attorneys, too, that aren't saying anything. And then they're, they're stepping back. Now, I know partly why they want to keep their jobs and they don't want to. But you know what? The system is done. You know, I mean, I, was, I, I, I wanted to be a lawyer because I thought it was like heroic. Right? Yeah. You're part of a special sort of thing. Right now, it doesn't feel like a special sort of thing. It feels like so just something else you're doing. In fact, and to your point, the Democrats, there's not Republicans who are standing up saying this system won't. But let me, by the way, let me give you one counterintuitive praise. In the Mueller uh, investigation, there was a guy named Andrew Weissman. He tried to use the 1512 on Trump then. They were trying to stretch 1512. And Barr, the attorney general, came in the room and said, we're not doing that. That's crazy talk. You can't use a law like that. And he shut it down. So that's what we should have. Across the board, every lawyer and judge should be saying, we're not going to let you do that. That's not fair. And instead, they're turning the screws on them in court. Federal judges, federal prosecutors, it's, uh, it's astounding. And, and look, the Supreme Court taking that case, it's going to be a big deal. We're starting to see more people understand what's at stake. I feel like we're making progress on the video, the J6 video. But unless we break the hoax of J6, this lie, we're going to be living with it for the rest of our lives in a very, very bad way. You know, Ed, it's funny to be uh, in Chicago and from Chicago when you see a, uh, a a gangster, a true gangster, for 54 years as an alderman phony ghost job, extort and use mafia tactics, finally convicted, right? He's 80 years old. 80 years old, never did a thing in his miserable, 
existence. His father, another alderman, he dies. They give it. They give him the assignment, like if it was a small business. Here, now you're the you're the guy in charge, right? Finally, after 54 years, convicted on 13 counts out of 14, you had to hear the media, the mannequins who couldn't get jobs in soap operas, eulogize him as if he was a great man. And it's when something like that happens, you realize the two stark realities. Between the ideological slaves of the Democrat mafia and the people who believe in American principles. And you wonder, you don't wonder anymore, why there's such a difference in the quality of life in states run by people who believe in American principles versus ones who support the mafia. Do you think maybe the argument should be made at this point, you're going to cheat the next 15 times? Let's just secede because I'm prepared to make that argument. I want to make that argument because when you see our capital implement fascism like this and these Democrat sewers wallow in clout and corruption, you can't get along with it at this point, can you? Well, I, I feel what you feel. I definitely feel what you feel. My head doesn't make me see how it works. Like I, I, I feel like sometimes the energy it would take to try to mount that effort, it would be uh, kind of beat back. But that's probably what the guys did back in 1773, 4, and 5, right? They felt that way and they just yeah. went for it. So. So I, I don't know. I, I will tell you, I feel like that. I feel like I feel like if we don't have the crown jewel, the Constitution, the rule of law, the founding values, the honor of men and women who want to be righteous and all, if we don't have that, it's it's you know as you said, it's Venezuela, and I've been to Venezuela. You know, it, it's, it's I, I I don't I don't hate it there. It's just not America. No. And so I you know I, I the, the wider the harder part of this is that when you say go to places. They're screwing up places, too. Texas has got these terrible cities, right? I mean, Yeah, but, I mean, like got- with the way progress is and with the way in which you can trade money, nobody loses an account, we could just say the citizens are secession. You guys pay the taxes you want, you have the policies you want, and we'll have the other policies. Because the reality is, you know, one thing you're going to wake up sooner or later, and whether you're a kid and you start thinking or you're an adult, if I can't leave something, then I'm really kind of a prisoner anyway, right? Yeah, if we're, if we're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. If we're yeah. not united by principles by ideology and the rule of law, then we're really extorted to pretend that we have one, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, again, I, I feel what you're feeling. I, in my head, I want to believe that there's a path forward. I want to believe that these next elections are going to get better, that there's more. I, I do see in the, some of the data when I look at it, you know, I did, I did sort of politics before I was doing some of this stuff. I was chairman of the Missouri Republican Party, and I, I see in some of the data more people are looking up saying, I don't want what they're selling, meaning the Democrats. And so, you know, but I have hope. On the other hand, yeah. I look around and say, well, well they're going to take they're going to take Trump out one way or the other. Well, and when they're done taking him out, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to uh, how it's going to play out. But, you know, so I, I think there's a path forward. But I feel what you're feeling. I really yeah. do. Well, you know, I'm also hopeful in uh, Israel. By the time they're done with Gaza, I could probably buy a condo there for about five hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> so in the meantime, Ed Martin, where can the people go to support the. The, the, the victims of January 6th. The best one right now is PatriotFreedomProject.com. We took a bunch of our uh, uh, folks that were helping us. We, re- we bought some um, uh, uh, gift cards and things like that. PatriotFreedomProject.com, and we're getting it out to the families. And we'll do that right back into the, into the new year. We got a bunch of kids that, are, uh, that we really help with all their school supplies and stuff all the year round. So uh, that's a really good effort. I'm proud to be a part of that. And I, you know, and then uh, we got to keep praying, right? We got to keep praying and keep yeah. our, our eyes on the right thing. A great gift of uh, Christmas. So we'll do well, that too. But hey, th- thanks for the time, Sean. I brother, I know, I know what you are and I know what you do. And I know that it isn't because of money. And the fight you're yeah. putting up puts you in more peril than it does uh, the hope of any kind of success or admiration the way it should. But 
you're admired here, and I love you for making time for me. I want you and your family to have a Merry Christmas, Happy, Healthy New Year. Ed Martin, thanks for everything. Really, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. God bless. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Over a trillion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Only in America could a political whore, most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, win any office, let alone the presidency. You got to be fracking kidding me, Kevin, Las Vegas. Uh, hey, Sean, I really want to encourage everybody to get involved at the precinct. Oh, never mind, wrong, Kevin. Sorry. Oh, geez, come on! I already got one of them on the line. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, can't wait. He's great. Uh, no, I just want to say, hey, Merry Christmas, brother. You, the crew, the callers, you guys are great. Um, love you. Oh, love you uh, too. Two, two quick things. Um, uh, I love that guest you had on. I believe it was Wednesday. You had him on last week as well, talking about. Oh, he's uh, the best, the Doctor Boston. Oh my God. Yeah. That that, that bombshell with uh, the mRNA without the spike protein is now having a little myocarditis uh, going on. That's uh, I can't wait for this to blow up. No. Um. And then also, I know you got a little bit of time coming off and uh, uh, coming, you know, off here. Um, yeah. If anybody needs the Sean Thompson show fix like I do, you've been telling them to uh, go on the evil Google. Don't do that. You just get the AM 560 app. Yep. Go to the podcast and you can listen to the Sean Thompson show dating back to what? 2017. We got Liberty Hour. We got Slap and Pickle. We've got, uh, oh, and my personal favorite is the podcast where you don't have to clean anything way up. Yes, I liked. I missed the swearing, but that's all right. I'll be swearing a lot because I'm taking my uh, my kids. We're, we're we're taking the long way down to Florida, so there'll be a lot of swearing. Oh boy, a lot of swearing. Sure. There may be even an abandonment in Alabama, but I do like to stop in Alabama for ribs. Thank you, Kevin. Have a great Enjoy. Merry Christmas, Happy, Healthy New Year, brother. Can't wait till you're back. Have a good one. Bye bye. Thank you, Jason Bozo's grandson. You know, tomorrow. How you, how you think, doing, bud? Good. How are you? I think it's tomorrow. It's either tomorrow or Christmas. They have on WGN all of your grandfather's old shows. From they go back from this. It's Christmas Day from the sixties or uh, right sixties, seventies, and eighties. Yeah. Yep. They there's very few of them left because the acetone uh, or acetate. I'm not exactly sure what it is of Easy. the film disintegrates over years. But uh, I wanted to just wish you a Merry Christmas, you and your family, and everybody there at AM five sixty. I listen to you. Almost every day, thank you. Babe. Uh, if I can, I run my own business, and I've got ten acres now down in Kentucky. Um, oh. I'm out of Chicago, good, and uh, yeah, and uh, so we're kind of homesteading right now. But uh, I just, I love you, buddy. Thank you, I love you too. Thank you very much. It means the world to me, Jason. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And the nice thing is, I tell you to have a good time, but he's having a good time because he's uh, he made the best of it. Thanks again. All right. Pete, two times. Go ahead. Give everybody a bat, 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 bat. Go ahead. Have yourself <laughs> a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Although, Sean, I think your troubles are still going to follow you. But I am looking forward yeah, no troubles to your New Year's resolution yeah. where you're going to encourage all your listeners to get involved in the precinct level. No, I'm going to tell them, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own resolution to, you know, not sugarcoat things so much. But in the meantime, I want you to have a Merry Christmas, a Happy, Healthy New Year, and you kiss everybody for me because you've got a beautiful family, all right? 
I know, and I want to tell you the same. Uh, I do love the show. I, I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. It helps me keep my Chicago accent down in uh, Austin, Texas. I do not have an accent. This is a malicious rumor, (laughs) and I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tomas, Blue Island, stay off roofs, you big dummy. How far did you fall? Merry Christmas. I was hoping I could get in before Kevin so I could bust his chops a little bit. I was going to say I wanted that all of us that have to live in Chicago, please do everything you can to make as much money as you can before we're (laughs) forced to leave. So let me ask you a question. How much weight did you gain now that you took a tumble off off the roof? Oh, you heard about that, huh? Yeah, I heard you fell off the roof, and you're a big uh, lug. I put on about, so I put on about 25 pounds. Uh, so my biggest thing rate. is I can still do uh, push-ups. But, so, I, so, Sean, this gets back to our discussion. You know what a push-up is ago, in Blue Island, Squirrel? About you my push weight. yourself back from the bar. That's called a push-up in Blue Island. That's what Tom right. does. Right. Go ahead. And I had, well, listen, I had gotten myself up to doing um 250 to 300 crunches a day wow. and about 25 to 30 push-ups. And uh, the crunches are the things that I can't do because of the back. But, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm going to make a comeback. Yeah, and I also, also I need a little kick in the ass. Yeah. Sean, I wanted, to make a, I wanted to make a quick comment about the January 6th guys. And as the guest said, you know, these guys are wallowing in prison, and I don't believe President Trump has spoken up enough for them. If it was you or me, we'd be screaming to high hell that these guys are getting a shaft. And the one argument that you never hear is that a couple days before Trump implored uh, D.C. Mayor Bowser, perfect name, dog, yeah. And uh, Nancy Pelosi to add security, and think, they did nothing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not one for making excuses. You know. I'm not one for making excuses for Trump, and you know that. But I do believe he did say yep. on, on day one, you. on day one, he'll pardon them all. And that's all I need. Because anybody that I would even think about supporting, that better be the first thing out of their mouth. And you're not going to get that from Nikki Haley. Although you might get a documentary. I believe she had a very good time with the last guy that made a documentary about her. Anthony McHenry. Thank you, Sean, very much. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Right back at uh, you. Thank you. Christmas, I want to give you my three wise men, okay? All right. You are obviously number one. Oh, thank you. Donald Trump is number two. And give you a name that maybe you don't know. Carl Nichols. Justice Carl Nichols. That's the judge in the D.C. trial yeah. court that dismissed the 1512 case. He was the only one of all the cases, hundreds of cases, he had the titanium pedals to dismiss that case. <laughs> and of course, it went up to the appellate court. And of course, they're going to overthrow it because they're a bunch of what? Pansies. But now it's in the Supreme Court. So we got to give thanks to the legal system for one man, who, by the way, was also the clerk for Clarence Thomas. That's my so guy, I Anthony. And by the way, that might go on the back of my shirt. Titanium Tunnels. <laughs> I like that, kid. That's you. Thank you very God much, God Anthony. God I appreciate God. it, baby. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy, healthy. Joe in Tennessee. Hello, Sean. How you doing? Good, Joe. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And uh, you. make an announcement that uh, I left Chicago nine full years ago tomorrow. Wow. So, so what was the hardest part about it? 
because, you know, people ask me, and I always have a hard time struggling because I went to a place that has so many Chicagoans, I didn't miss a thing. It all, it all was there, even the pizza. But what did you, what did you miss? What, did you, what was hard to get used to? Oh, you can't get food like you can up in Chicago. In fact, you know, we, we still go up to uh, Shabinaw to go camping, and we, we, we bring back stuff. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we visited your cigar store a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, it was my first tobacco in uh, many years, too. And like I say, you know, it's a different culture down there, and uh, we're about 45 minutes north of uh, uh, Knoxville, and we are in the sticks. Yeah. And uh, it, it's very rural around here. It's all right. That's not bad. It's kind of nice living. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, I got a mountain ridge in my front yard and all that. And so I mean, what are your what are your property water. taxes setting you back? Is it like uh, Elmwood Park where you're paying, a, what are you paying, 1000 a month? What are you paying in property taxes for the cost of corruption? I got a 2,000-square-foot house on an acre and two-thirds, and it's less than 700 a year. <laughs> Man, oh man, that's just wonderful. Merry Christmas! It's great. Hey, listen, Joe, I'm very right. happy for you. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, so am I. All right. Do you All imagine? Right. Take that? care. You too. You imagine that? Seven hundred a year in Cook County to get robbed, beaten, shot in what used to be decent neighborhoods. It's seven hundred a month if you're lucky. That's the difference between getting used to the culture of corruption that so many of us have gotten used to. Other lawmakers who have been convicted or pleaded guilty to corruption charges. Exactly. To your point, Stefan, sad, unfortunate, but true, right? I mean, scandal, corruption charges, indictments, they're not new to City Hall specifically. And that's expensive. Oh, it's expensive. So what do these scallywags do to make you feel they're working? They create more laws. How many more laws, Squirrel? Lots. All right, we want to go back to this. When you return from your holiday road trip, you may want to use some caution. That's because with the new year comes more than 300 new laws in the state of Illinois. And many 300 new laws. You suck at enforcing the old ones. That's why it's murder and mayhem everywhere. Yeah, Pat and Jewel, those migrants should have been dropped off here at 800 South. Oh, boy. Did we not drop them off on the right pad? It's all right. You're still going to spend 9000 per migrant, aren't you? Gee, I can't imagine what the problem is. In the meantime, 300 new laws. It could have an impact on how you get around. Lance Northcutt is back with us. He's a partner at Salvi Shostak and Pritchard Law Firm to talk about these new laws uh, before we get behind the wheel on January 1st. Lance, what's the uh, number one thing we need to know? Here's one that I'd like you to know. Is it illegal to drive without citizenship or a license and to be 25 miles over the speed limit, which was the case before me today? And do you know what he got? A $25 fine. $25. What are you, out of your mind? And I'm in there two times for an expired plate. Ridiculous. Number one thing you need to know is stay off your phone. One of the big changes they have this year. How about the crack pipe? Is it okay to be on the crack pipe? How about driving after, what, about 72 joints? Do they still call them joints? I don't know what the hell they call them. Well, how do you test for marijuana intoxication in Illinois? Is it the uh, blower, or is that just for the booze? In the meantime, what do you really do? Come on, if they're Democrats and they know Ed Burke and they got themselves a Democrat in their pocket, see you next week. 312-642-5600. We'll be back.
He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Bing! I wish you a Merry Christmas. You know, Bing Crosby beat the hell out of his kids. Did you know that? They were well behaved, though. You didn't want to mess around with Bing. Smiling and singing. That was just uh, what he got paid for. Kicked the dung out of you. Talk back to Bing. Boy, we could use them. In fact, did you know, I mentioned breathalyzers, and Squirrel was educating me. Apparently for marijuana, they really can only test one way, and that's a blood draw. And it's not like the coppers can punch you in the face the way they used to. Melrose Park, if they knew you and you were caught speeding or going the wrong way, you got punched in the face. So what's the plan of the Biden administration, and why would they want to put this in every new car? Believe it or not. They are talking about making breath analyzers mandatory to be built in all new cars that are built from 2026 on. There's presently no way to mass produce breath analyzers to put in cars. The scientists admit that. So, of course, as usual, the government's asking people to do things that don't even know if they can be actually done. And the supposed Inflation Reduction Act will make inflation go even higher because if you put breath analyzers in each car you build, guess what? The cost of the car is going to get higher and higher, and that is inflation. That's why you go to Wilkins, Mazda, and Hyundai, and you buy a car now before they start putting this garbage in your cars. Bob, Evergreen Park. Hey, Sean. Hey, this is one for Chicago and Illinois. So I, I was hit by one of those illegal immigrants. Uh-huh. Yeah, stop sign. Uh, the police come. They ask me for my driver's license and insurance card. And I said, well, I got pictures of his. And they go, we can't take that. <gasps> so long story short, he was able to drive away nothing. I take my car in to get it done. Uh, the, the State Farm tells me, oh, there's a law in Illinois because they know there's uh, more uh, uninsured motorists and underinsured motorists. So you oh. only have to pay half of your deductible. <laughs> really? I like that one. Yeah. What kind of music was playing? I'm curious to know what yeah, kind of look, illegal alien. Was it that uh, that donkey, that, that, that folk music? Venezuelan. Oh, right. Venezuelan. You know, yeah. I, I like that folk folk music. I don't mind that. Donka, donka, donka. I love that stuff. Reminds me of home. Sure. Frank and Melrose knows that. Hi, Frank. Hey, how are you? Very good, kid. You just I open just up the window the outside the house, you hear some of that, that folk music, that polka music. You like that? Polka music. Yeah, the polka music polka on Lake Street by where my grandfather's auto parts store used to be. That donka, donka. I love that. Get off the train. Yeah, that's good stuff. Train to Melrose Park. You think you're in Tijuana. Sure. Yeah. Ah, what are you going to do? Anyhow, I just wanted to call and wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you. Merry Christmas. And I do miss the old neighborhood, the food. Are, are still, how's, how, is there still good restaurants there, Frank? Yeah, I like... Uh, you know, the Division Lounge is Division Lounge again. Is it really? I had my first date yes. there. Yes. My first a date man. at Division Lounge. And you know what? The girl who just passed away. Just a little boy. The girl who I just passed away, I wanted to ask her, but she had this kind of like little boyfriend. So I asked somebody else. And that was a great story. See, Frank, Merry Christmas to you and all of the people in Melrose and all the people in Illinois, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. It's going to be wonderful. And, uh, Everything's going to be fine. It's all going to work out because I'm going to tell you something about Melrose Park. Those people that came there that were not there legally, those are some of the people that made the best fabric of that neighborhood. Those are some of the people that were the proudest Americans. It was a different time. They didn't come here for welfare or corruption. They came here because they wanted to be free. And there's always those people in this immigration problem. Don't forget sight of that. It's like everything else. There's only a third that are good. I don't care what it is. There's only a third that make the world good. The other two-thirds get dragged around. 
the the good news is the third that makes things good, they're the ones that will always win. Always going to win. We're always going to win this fight because we're Americans. Cue the music, Squirrel. And everybody, happy, healthy, Merry Christmas and New Year. Everybody be safe. I'm going to miss you terribly. I really am. The only guy in the world. I don't want to go on vacation, but I have to. And I'll see you after the New Year. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! Oh, see, can you see? Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.